preach you all in the wonderful name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This morning I'll be talking on the presence of God. As I was doing my research on the presence of God, uh, there were three categories of the presence of God that were stated there. Uh, Number one, which is God's omnipresence. And this we find in the book of Psalm 139. Where can I go from your presence, O Lord? Where can I go from your presence? Everywhere I go, you are there. So that means God is omnipresent. Hallelujah. Number two is God's indwelling presence. Which is God in us through his Holy Spirit. And we can also find that in the book of Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter number 3 verse 16. It speaks about how the Holy Spirit in us, actually. And number three is the God's manifest presence. Also known as His glory. And this is what I want to talk about this morning. God's manifest presence. His glory. And we will look into some of the characters in the Bible that we see walking in the glory of God and they demonstrated that as they were walking on earth. Hallelujah. Manifest to show a quality or feeling by one's acts or appearance and then also just uh, it's to demonstrate that is the word manifest actually the meaning of the word manifest <laughs> and hardly has anyone experienced the manifest presence of God and remained the same all the people that we see experiencing the glory of God there is a change in their life even in the Bible as we read the people that experience the glory of God we see them changing their lives hallelujah And then as I was preparing these, the words that I was getting is purity and holiness. So as I was preparing this, I was getting purity and holiness. These are critical and important when it comes to the manifest presence of God. Or walking in the glory of God. Hallelujah. And the character that I'm going to look at first is Moses himself. Hallelujah. Moses was not just anointed. He was not just anointed. But he also carried the glory of God. Hallelujah. 
to a point where even when he was coming down after 40 days for the second time from the mountain they asked him to put a veil on his face because his face was shining his face was shining of the glory of God he had come in contact with the living God he could not remain the same even in the physical his appearance had, his appearance had changed and the Israelites asked him please put a veil when you come from there so that, so that you can speak to us because your face is shining hallelujah and when we go to the book of Psalms the Bible talks about how God made known his ways to Moses 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 spent time in the presence of God. Moses would disappear for 40 days and 40 nights spending time with God. Hallelujah. And we see Moses walking in the glory of God. Because as we behold him, we become more and more like him. So you cannot be in the glory if you're not spending time with God. You need to spend time with God. So that as you behold him, as he speaks to you his word you are transformed you are being renewed and his glory shines on you and you become more and more like him hallelujah we need to pursue the manifest glory of God. Let us not just settle for the anointing. There is more than just the anointing. There is spending time in the presence of God. You know, uh, I was watching this clip this one time. And there was a gentleman, he was just speaking about how God will never tell you you've spent enough time with me. And he said, look at Moses. Moses was married. But Moses would disappear for 40 days and 40 nights. And go to the mountain and spend time with God. And he, he was just highlighting there's no way where God says go back to your wife, go back to your children. But why? Because he's a jealous God. He wants all of you. He wants you to spend time with him. There's no way where he will tell you go back, you've spent uh, an hour with me, therefore go. No. You can go even as far as, as, as 40 days and 40 nights with him. He will not tell you go. Or you can be like, uh, who's this? Enoch. 
and disappear he spent time with God until he was no more but we get to see that he's a jealous God he wants all of you I'm not saying neglect your family I'm not saying neglect your children no No, I'm just highlighting how God is a jealous God he wants more of you he wants you to spend time with him so that you may become more and more like him Hallelujah. Amen. And another character that I want us to look at is Samuel. Samuel, the prophet Samuel. The Bible, when he speaks about him in the book of 1 Samuel, chapter number 3, verse 19, it says, So Samuel grew, and the Lord was with him, and let none of his words fall to the ground. Samuel o ile a gola modimo o ile a nna lena ga ka letlela go lentswe le lengwe la modimo le wele mo fatshe So if Samuel was to speak now ga Samuel a ka bua gona ya no God spoke because none of his words fell to the ground Ga gona sepe lentswe le tlela le buile le ile nna wela fatshe And this is God saying to about actually uh, this is Samuel and his relationship with God that none of his word fell to the ground everything he spoke it was coming from God therefore everything that he spoke was fulfilled Hallelujah. and in the book of Samuel chapter number 1 Samuel chapter number 19 it speaks of uh, when David fled he ran to the place where Samuel was in, in Ramah the Bible says and then when he got there he told Samuel everything that actually Saul was doing and had done this was when Saul was trying to kill David and the Bible says news got to Samuel that David is in Ramah with Samuel. And then Saul said to, 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 to his servant, he sent servant, go and capture David. When they got there, they started prophesying. All of them, they started prophesying. Samuel sent a second group, go and arrest David. When they got there, they started prophesying. He sent a third group. When they got there, they started prophesying. And Saul said he to himself, I will go myself. He went himself to Samuel's place. When he got there, he started prophesying himself. And we get to see that Samuel was not just an ordinary man. Samuel had the manifest presence of God. You could not come in contact with Samuel and remain the same. Every experience that we would have with Samuel it's like an encounter with God. Because Samuel 
he spent time with God. Samuel had the glory of God. Hallelujah. And this is for both of us as well. The book of Habakkuk speaks about how the glory of God will fill the whole earth. And we are the glory carriers. The, the world will come to experience the glory of God through us. Man will come to experience the manifest glory of God through us. As we are demonstrating the glory of God. We are the glory carriers. And we need to know this. We need to run with this. At all times. That this is a generation that is awaiting for the manifestation of the uh, children of God. The book of Romans says in book, uh, Romans 8 chapter number 19. For creation waits in eager expectation. For the children of God to be revealed. Hallelujah. There is a generation that had Moses. Another had Joshua. Another had Samuel. Another had David. Paul, Peter, you name them. And our generation has us. You and I. We are the glory carriers. We are to demonstrate the glory of God. We are to reveal the glory of God. For this is what creation is eagerly waiting for. Creation is waiting for the manifestation of the children of God. And as long as you and I are sitting and not revealing the glory of God, we are robbing the, our generation. It is possible. It is possible. It's only impossible when God is not there. But if God is there, it's possible. For what is impossible with man is possible with God. Our generation needs children of God to be revealed. We see things come and go. We see people out there yearning and crying, pursuing something that they cannot even find. But the Bible says here that creation is in eager, it is waiting for the manifestation, for the children of God to be revealed. We need to be revealed as children of God. We need to be revealed as children of God. Filled with the glory of God. And showing the glory of God. That even those who encounter us. It will be as though they encountered God himself. Samuel. <laughs> Samuel. 
Oh. If you can check even Saul himself when he encountered Samuel for the very first time. When he, he was looking for his father's donkeys. His life was transformed. He encountered God through Samuel. He was told he was going to be anointed. He was told the events that are going to happen. And as he left Samuel, everything began to happen as Samuel had said. Hallelujah. Amen. And the Bible also goes on to say uh, Saul's life was transformed. Hallelujah. Our generation have you and I. Our generation have you and I. We need to come forth as the children. Let us not rob our generation. The book of Psalms chapter number 24 from verse 3 to 6. It says, who may ascend into the hill of the Lord? Who may stand in his holy place? He who has clean hands and a pure heart. Who has not lifted up his soul to an idol. Nor sworn deceitful. He shall receive blessing from the Lord and righteousness from God of his salvation. This is Jacob, the generation of those who seek him, who seek your face. Amen. Amen. The standard has not changed. The standard has not changed. The standard remains. And the standard will not change for you and I. God is not going to bring down his standard for you and I to be accommodated. We need purity to be able to ascend the hill of the Lord. We need holiness to be able to ascend the, 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 the hill of the Lord. And the standard is still remains. And as a people, we need to be holy. We need to have clean hands so that we may be able to ascend the hill of the Lord and seek him and be a generation that seeks him knowing that he is a reward of those who diligently seek him. Hallelujah. This is my encouragement to you this morning. That let us continue to pursue God. And I feel like every time when I'm standing here, I'm always saying the same things all the time. But I, I guess this is my message to, 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 that, I, that God has given me. That I stay you with him. Because it is there. And every time I stand here, I feel like I'm just talking about these things, same things all the time. <laughs> but I 
But I believe God is doing a great thing. And God wants us to experience his manifest presence. God wants us to experience his glory. God wants us to walk in his glory. God wants us to be the solution. God wants us to be what he has called us to be. You know, the Bible talks about how the people of Israel said to Moses when the, the presence of God appeared. They said, no, we, you know, uh, deal with God. We, we will deal with you. No, this God is too much. And then in doing that, they denied themselves a great thing. They denied themselves a great thing. In fact, there's a generation that did not even enter the promised land. Because they were like, no, deal with your God, we will deal with you. Let us be a, a, a generation, a people that will approach God with confidence. With boldness. Knowing that yes, he is a holy God. And he demands holiness. Moses said, be holy for I am holy. He demands us to be pure. He wants us to have clean hands. Let us not be like that generation that did not want to approach God. Knowing that they are stiff-necked people. Let us be a generation of people that approach the throne of grace with confidence. That God has washed us of our sins. Therefore, we can go before him with confidence. Knowing that he is a father that loves us. And let us not deny ourselves of this great opportunity. It is a privilege. Yes, he's a holy God. He thunders. And also there is that fear. But it should be reverential fear. The fear, reverential fear, not the fear of that God is going to destroy me. No, but the fear of saying he is God. For the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. Hallelujah. Amen. So yes, let us be a people that approach God with confidence. Let us be that people that approach God saying we want to spend time with you. Saying there is a generation that eagerly waits for the manifestation of the sons of God. We have been given this great privilege. Let us not throw it away. You know, there are things that happened. Sometimes we don't know that actually we are giving away our birthright. As we engage in them. But the Bible speaks of, let us not be like uh, Esau. Who for a bowl 
of soup or bowl of stew. He gave away his birthright. <laughs> Over a meal. <laughs> One meal. Let us not be like Isao. Hallelujah. God loves us so much. Even when he disciplines, he disciplines those he loves. Even when he rebukes, he rebukes those he loves. And if it's coming from God, take it with love also. Even when he's disciplining you. The book of Hebrews talk about that. Uh, I don't know where to take it from, but I think it's God's discipline uh, disciplines his children. Let me just quickly read it. God loves us so much. Even his discipline is in love. It says in your struggle against sin, you have not yet resisted to a point of shedding of your blood. And have you completely forgotten the word of encouragement that addresses you as the father addresses his sons? It says, my son, do not make light the, so do not make light of the Lord's discipline. Do not lose heart when you when he rebukes you. Because the Lord disciplines the one he loves. And he chastens everyone he accepts as his son. Endure hardship as discipline. God is treating you as his children. For what children are not disciplined by their father? If you are not disciplined and everyone undergoes discipline, then you are not legitimate, not true sons and daughters at all. Amen. Amen. So even when we take the word of God, let us take it with joy in our hearts. Even when he speaks to us, let us grab it and run with it. Knowing that he is a God that loves us and that wants great things for us. Hallelujah. And that is my encouragement to you this morning. That is the word that God has laid in my heart. And I also want us to pray as I conclude as I was preparing this, uh, I just got this that um, if there are people who are saying this, there's actually something that they've been prayed for and then at the time it actually sort of like went away but some way, somehow they feel like oh, it's coming back or it's back. The enemy has been whispering to them about that, you know, that it's not, you are not healed or you, this thing is still here, it's not gone. If you are here, you can just come to the fourth and then so that we can pray with you. If 
there's something in, in you, or you feel like this coming back, you thought you've dealt with it, be it maybe even like something like sin, for example, that you think you've dealt with it, it's in the past, but somewhere, somehow, the enemy is finding a way of bringing it back before you. Paid sickness, you were thinking at one point you were healed, but the enemy is using the very same pain to come back and speaking that no, you are not healed. The presence of God is in this place. He wants to put, make it complete. He wants to remove everything that is not of him. So if you are here and you want us to pray with you, you can just come to the fold so that we can pray with you. Anything, you can just come to the fold and we will pray with you. Thank you, Jesus.